Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is why there's such stigmas around it's herpes. Yeah. You know? The only thing she says that is true, I think, in that part is that wearing a condom doesn't 100% protect you, which that part is true. Yeah, she did say that. But other than that, nothing else is really true in the right. chapter. And it's very like shameful. It's like, do you want to be the girl with herpes? I'm like, do I want to be the girl that reads this book and takes this advice? No. <laughs> I would fair. rather be me with herpes than the woman that wrote this book and believes in this <laughs> and does these tactics. Because she's in jail. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demillier. And we are back with another great episode. This week, we got a new book for you folks. It's called The Girl's Guide to Depravity. 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 All right. That was... <laughs> I should have asked that. Now, this is how it is. You know what? I don't know how to pronounce things, but... um, I mean, also, the picture of the V is literally a woman's legs up. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Look, at, look up the cover. Um, they're, they're trying really hard on this cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah how to get laid without getting screwed yeah by heather rutman this was uh given to us by a friend giving this book away <laughs> so i understand obvi- why she gave it away uh, to be honest <laughs> so, obviously it wasn't exactly a treasure <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was not new york times bestseller like no awards here yeah not really but i mean as always guys if you're new to the pod leave us a review tell us what you think uh i think people are gonna have a lot of thoughts on this book i have so many and like i have all day been trying to organize my brain around (laughs) this um out the gate like did you have any gut reactions to this i mean we thought the book never sleep alone was kind of extreme Mm -hmm. and like trying too hard to be sultry and then this book is like never sleep alone is pg-13 exactly (laughs) yeah and like my gut to it is like this is so grotesque and like basically telling women to abandon their morals essentially in like a lot of ways is what it's saying. Um, like there's a part here, um, a de- let's see depraved girls, non apology apologies. I'm going to read a couple for you. And it says you should say these, you people. should say these to people in, you know, just any time like a man makes you upset and it gets worse as you go along. So the not, like aggressive one in their mind is i'm sorry you have a complex about your small dick (laughs) (laughs) what yo what first of all that's just fucking weird like what what i'm like are the the point of these apologies for him to sleep with you again because i i don't see how that would work no i think it's just to be like fuck you and as awful as you can the next one is I'm sorry I used the spare key you left at my house after we broke up to move your car to a tow-away zone. You can pick it up at an impound tomorrow. That's just psychotic on so many levels. It gets worse. That's so much work. I'm sorry you bought all your clothes in 1999. Okay, that didn't get worse. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a very weak insult. 
Like, sorry about your clothes a long time ago. Sorry, you're an L7 weenie. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry I left my flat iron plugged in next to the juicy t-shirt that of that skank you were cheating on me with and the entire apartment caught fire. Oddly specific. (laughs) Yeah, this is casually like, you know, just move his car to the pound. (laughs) Just burn his apartment down. You know what I mean? But don't apologize. (laughs) Don't give a real apology. That's weakness. I'm sorry I switched your shampoo with Nair and that you look like that now. Okay, that's unreal. Someone would notice. Yeah. Also, you got to leave Nair on longer than you leave shampoo in. Right. So, like, my point to this, though, is it's just telling you to be like as wicked as you can be. And the more that we read and the more research we do for this podcast, I found that there's no middle ground for women on advice. It's like (laughs) either you are this one extreme of like this really confrontational, like in your face, like they try and position it as confident, but it's just a bitch, right? Yeah. Not the good bitches. Right. Why men, like she read why men love bitches and she got the wrong idea. Exactly. (laughs) She was like, yeah, throw Nair in his hair and he's going to want to marry you. She's like, oh, best selling book. Just be a bitch. I can write about that. Yeah. I want to look up her criminal record. Right. Like she's (laughs) got to have something. There's no way. Um, yeah, this is probably a pen name. That's not really her name. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) I doubt it. This was written in a cell. (laughs) 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 She's, She's like, this is all the stuff I should have done. Yeah. It's like OJ. Yeah. <laughs> His book. If I did it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, if I could be back out in the world, this is how I would behave. Because guess what? No matter what you do, you end up in prison. <laughs> That's this woman's philosophy. <laughs> oh my God. Well, if that thing is burning someone's house down. Yeah. Because isn't also depravity. What does that word exactly mean? So I had to look it up because I realized I was unclear when I started reading this and I was like, my vocab isn't what I thought it was. It does mean wickedness. So okay. I was like, okay, that connects a few more dots. But like still, why is it that that's, it's either that or it's the the rules and Sweetest you're, pie. yeah, like you're a virgin until the day you get married, essentially. Yeah. Like you're a robot or you're a witch. Right. Like, why is that what we get as women? I don't know. I got to be honest, looking at the cover and not knowing what the word meant, I was like, Oh, it's a girl that like wants rougher sex. That's how my brain saw it. Same, same, same. Also, because or- I know who gave me the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing because I know who gave it to you too. <laughs> yeah. Also, like looking at the cover and the description, because uh, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I mean this one you might be. Able I'm to judging. Try. But I also really thought it was going to be more of like kind of like the concept of Sex in the City of like women who want to have sex without love. Yeah. Which i fully support like play the game get laid yeah which that's fine like no strings attached do you girl but to just be this awful human i have so much resentment for and the other thing that really blew my mind about this is the herpes shaming oh yeah do you want to do that part next yeah let's let's get right into it because there's actually multiple parts um but they have a specific chapter on it well here's what's weird about the book right it's like okay Go out there, get laid. Don't get screwed over. So it's encouraging you to be as wicked and sleep with as many people as you want, which I don't necessarily disagree with, like, sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want, right? That part I don't. But it's like, why you got to be mean about it? Well, that's the thing, because I support you getting yours, having a good time, as long as that's what, like, the other person is on board with that and, like, knows what's happening. And it's just this, like, amicable 
a one night stand yeah. like you both know you're never gonna call each other again that's fine that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah. But like to do this like a herpes shaming, it's like you just told me to go sleep with a bunch of people. Yeah. What? And it's also extremely inaccurate. So it's rule number 29. Love can fade, but herpes lasts a lifetime. So she implies that if you get herpes, I read it as like you're going to have to call every partner you've ever previously had. She was like, because if you continue to fuck your way through your 20s and 30s, and if you're a cougar, your 40s and 50s, the list of people you have to call and inform about your situation will only get longer and longer. And who wants to have to get back in touch with that douchey guy from your old job who you hooked up with in the mailroom after your work birthday party where you were high on a foolish combo of buttercream frosting, Botox, and box wine? First of all, Botox will not get you high. Second of all... Like, why would you ever have to call that person if you... You wouldn't have to call that many people. And, uh, exactly. Even like, if you're someone that, like, gets a lot of action, I'd be like, yeah, who have you been with in the past, like, couple months? Right. Once you realize. Right. Or even, like, okay, so you don't have an outbreak and you get it on your blood test. I'd be like, okay, yeah, who you been with in the past year? Like, I wouldn't immediately be like, tell everybody. Actually, this is an interesting point. Didn't we talk about this maybe on the Patreon way back when? But can't the blood tests determine if it's been if the virus has been in your blood for a long period of time or if it's been a, a recent sexual encounter yeah there's a number with it that shows like how active the antibodies are so right. that determines like how recently they're like fighting it off mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people that like have never gotten a herpes test specifically get one but it shows very dormant so it's like okay you got this but a long time ago not like or not recently right you can't really tell cold sores right yeah that's a lot of people that maybe had cold sores as children and don't know right that will then get a test yeah so like if you got a test and it was like it showed that it was very dormant you don't have to call every person you ever slept with no you know no you definitely don't so that's what it's implying and i don't think i think that just like reignites the stigma right like it puts more fear into people of like if I get this, like, I'm going to have to call everybody and tell them. And no. it's so embarrassing. And, like... It would be like any other STD. Like, as a woman, chlamydia doesn't tend to show. So, if you get it, you would mm-hmm. kind of be like, okay, who have I been with since my last checkup or test? Right. When it showed. And I kind of feel like that would be the same thing mm-hmm. with herpes. Because if you're finding out that way without an outbreak, like, then that means you're probably getting that test every year at your annual. Right. Like, I still get it every year because I already know I have it. But, I don't know. I'm like, give me everything. Like, right like, and i take a blood sample but a lot of people don't so mm-hmm. they don't get the herpes test but i'd be like yeah who you've been with in the past year or i guess I'm, i guess if you're more determined to be like let me try to figure out who gave this to me then fine go tell everybody but most likely you're never gonna know yeah and i mean you can probably speak to this more but like if you don't really know and you take a beat to just think about it does it really matter no it doesn't you know you like, got it yeah it doesn't change the outcome no it's, i'd be like who have you slept with recently yeah in the past like month or two and it's what's important is how you're gonna move forward yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah once you know then you're kind of like okay gotta tell people yeah and then the other part of the chapter that really pisses me off is she gives obviously she loves scenarios so she gives pretty specific scenarios for all of these and she's talking about um a friend who So she's talking about a friend who was trying to hook up with a guy. And she says, after stalking the guy for a full year, one night, my friend finally found her opening and didn't hesitate to pounce. Girlfriend was straight up in love. She said he was the one. She didn't care that he, 
she didn't care that she occasionally had a pus filled sore front and center on her mouth every now and now and then luckily girl worked at home and what's a little std in the face of eternity so implying that like the girl knew the guy had herpes but um she was fine with the consequences which okay if you're aware that he has herpes and you want to get into that situation like but it's saying that if she slept with him the girl was 100 percent gonna get herpes which we know is not true that's not true and then she goes on to say cut to two months later when girlfriend caught him in the act of passing his herpes to a stripper at cheetahs which is a strip club and not to the lips on her face so he was having sex with a stripper um and making out with one because she's stressing the mouth but either way doesn't mean the stripper's gonna get it either exactly and she was like and she's no longer with the guy but she has a lifetime reminder of his love every time she gets stressed out which every time you experience stress you're not gonna have a breakout like no that's a myth stress can affect breakouts but it's i've been stressed a lot and i haven't had a breakout right like (laughs) i haven't had a breakout through this whole pandemic so fuck you (laughs) book (laughs) and then her depraved fact one in five americans have an std five in five men who have dated paris hilton have an std what like i never even saw that rumor that she has any stds same also who said paris hilton was slutty i don't even i didn't even know that i don't think she's slutty. like she should sue yeah if this was me i would be livid yeah. we should call paris call paris <laughs> get paris on the phone free paris yeah yeah you don't automatically get it uh, we had you know joe and sarah on they're married they've been together a long time she never got it mm-hmm. and um i don't know if there's any other couples i could say publicly but i know plenty of people that have herpes just through my group that were married for years to somebody and now are divorced but they were like i never gave it to that person right so that's yeah that's a huge myth yeah and i think it's just like this is in reading this book i was like this is why we have this podcast because it just like this is why there's such stigmas around herpes yeah the only thing she says that is true i think in that part is that wearing a condom doesn't 100 percent protect you which that part is true yes she did say that but other than that nothing else is really true in the chapter and it's very like shameful it's like do you want to be the girl with herpes i'm like do i want to be the girl that reads this book and takes this advice no (laughs) i would rather be me with herpes than the woman that wrote this book and believes in this (laughs) and does these tactics because she's in jail yeah yeah it is just absolutely bizarre okay so there are just more parts throughout where she throws a lot of like herpes shade which just like out of nowhere um so she has this tip that you should masturbate before a date it's rule number 46 she said apparently this is something that men do and so women should do it too i mean i've heard many male comics talk about it in joke form but it comes from truth where they're like i've been given that advice before and then if you masturbate you're not going to want to go on the date like for men it's kind of like a lot of times it will kill your sex drive to get laid that you're kind of like why am i going on this date now it feels pointless but also it's been told to guys that they think like okay that they get nervous on dates and Mm. some type of release of that is going to calm them down so for some guys it's like okay no you need to be on this date not worrying about getting laid or you're Mm. a bad date okay and then other guys are like i will put zero effort in if i have no desire to get laid doesn't it make them tired too yes i mean that's the number one thing yeah it's like you want to take a nap right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know apparently this woman 
like gets out her vibrator before a date it's also super wild is she says that she banks on her date being late so she was starting to masturbate at the time that he said he was going to arrive and then she was pissed that he gets there on time i'm like that's a good that's a good date like that's weird crazy and then apparently the psychopath has a psycho roommate which you know peas in a pod and so the roommate answers the door and tells the dude that she's masturbating in her bedroom and the guy gets like weirded out which like i do support female sexuality and like female pleasure right but it's masturbating in a full face of makeup and your hair done exactly that's the part i don't get so many sweat before you meet this man right i have no idea and so if someone tells you guy or girl that someone is just like masturbating in the other room like aren't you gonna be uncomfortable and be like i don't think i want to like go hang out with you now like that's all i'm gonna be thinking about first of all i look at the room and go why do you know that right like how loud is this vibrator yeah what's happening (laughs) (laughs) does she have a playlist maybe play yeah playing her songs i don't know (laughs) yeah no i wouldn't i'd be like i'm gonna go yeah so gets weirder allegedly the date and the roommate go out together this this just feels like not even real but continue yeah so uh, i mean she doesn't really source she's like she's masturbating sounds like she's taking care of you want to get a drink yeah apparently that's how it plays out so then gets dumber the roommate and the dude come back together and hook up and so the next morning she the author like gets up early because i guess she knew that they were like home together and waits essentially in the kitchen and she had taken two little pills out of a pill bottle and hands them to him on his way out and was like hey you're gonna need some valtrex for the morning for later on like what? yeah just says it tells him just that to fuck with him to fuck with him to say that the roommate has herpes and he's gonna need valtrex and then she apparently she had gotten this date because they work together uh, which also why are you being this much of a psycho if you work with this dude i don't know and she said every time she sees him in the elevator she says have you had another outbreak or is the valtrex valtrex keeping the herp in check every time they get an elevator in the office together like the, what why why would you do that this also has to be illegal <laughs> yeah this <laughs> yeah you don't know i'm like there's nothing that's been proven yeah she's just doing it to fuck with him yeah there's hr for this but i'm like but i'm hearing this being like what is the goal lady is the goal just to be mean to people i think so that makes no sense yeah like i don't see that as getting even whatsoever even would be you fuck his roommate exactly okay say you're in an elevator and two people walk in or like you're you walk into an elevator and there's like two people in there and someone makes a comment to the other one asking how their herpes is doing like who do you think who do you feel uncomfortable for uh myself i mean i just feel uncomfortable yeah like not Everyone the one involved. with herpes i'd be like um all right yeah i'm getting I mean, like the it's next floor. new york where you're like i've been in a restaurant here in a convo next to me like wow this conversation's wild have yet to hear a herpes combo anywhere in public same but like yeah elevators like people don't talk in elevators no i'd be like this is uncomfortable yeah, I hate when people say anything in elevators, much less like ask about prescriptions. Yeah, or if someone gets in facing the opposite direction as everyone else, you're like, oh, God, dear God, <laughs> <laughs> get us off the elevator. <laughs> this is how it ends. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is a yeah, beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm just like, 
I don't know how anyone's getting laid doing any of this from this book. Right. That's the part that I'm confused. I'm like, yeah. you're actually not letting anyone get laid. Right. Now I'm like, you wrote this book to make it so that all the other women were unfuckable and then you could fuck everybody. That's what Ooh, it feels like. Oh, maybe that's her move. Like, this feels like a friend giving you bad advice on purpose because they want to date your man. I think that might be what's happening. It's very bizarre. Hmm. You might be onto something. There are a couple of things that I kind of agree with. Okay. So. Yeah, let's try to end on a positive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn this turn this book around. We're like, set this thing on fire. Yeah. Okay. Um. So rule number twelve, she says, always be prepared. Um, prepare your face. So obviously, like, do your makeup. Okay. Prepare your vag. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Clean it up. Do what you feel like you got to do down there mm-hmm. to be, be your best self. Shower every once in a while. Jesus. Yeah. Then she also says to prepare your slag bag, which means like you're out gonna for the laid. night yeah okay gonna get laid bag which we do agree with our suggestion is a makeup wipe and a condom yeah those makeup wipes that are individual are lifesavers mm-hmm. of i just always keep one in a backpack and um in a purse <laughs> i've often more used them of like you're just at a friend's house late you don't want to go home yeah and you're like let me just take off my makeup yeah or those also could double as like you need a little wipe situation downstairs mm-hmm. um yeah i'm like condom and uh yeah face wipe well, I've also started to do the nerd that I am because um, my contacts dry out really fast and I have dailies. So just pop in a, a set of dailies because then like if I am somewhere, I can take them out. And like if I have to get home without my contacts, like I can, but it's a great to be able to just put in a fresh pair. That's before I got LASIK, that would have been an absolute nightmare. I can't, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. it Mine's getting like worse and worse Yeah, and it's so, tough. Yeah. I guess either glasses or yeah. Yeah. Contact case, something. Shot glasses though are good clutch if they have solution. I've done that. Yeah, with dailies they don't last, and also yeah they don't. Um, we're kind of veering off, but blue eyes get infections really badly, and so New York City air spe- specifically is so dirty that I was getting such bad infections when it blue eyes. Yeah, blue eyes get them more, and then the air is dirty, so I can't wear anything other than dailies anymore because I get Damn. awful eye infections. So I'm like okay <laughs> well, you gotta get lasik trains your life i know unreal join the patreon so i can get lasik yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a certain number of patrons molly will get lasik and i will take care of her i had my phone on blind mode it was not fun oh man i was like intense. this is i'd rather just have no phone <laughs> <laughs> than everything read to me out loud <laughs> i was like this is impossible yeah, is there anything else that you would recommend putting in an overnight bag before I read like you what she says? Like this dream overnight bag? Like, no, like, like the, a typical go-to of like, I'm being responsible. Let me, what can I fit in my clutch? Yeah, that's why I clutch. I'm like, condom, maybe even two condoms. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Makeup wipe. Um, for me, it would be Invisalign retainers because I'm supposed to sleep with those every night, but that's like not a make or break for one night. Yeah. And but like, I'm would like, you really pop them in with a dude? I have, yeah. Okay. If I have them on me, but... Okay. Nah, but it's, I, it's like, I think most people would say, like, some type of toothbrush, but, like, in a clutch, that's just... Maybe hard. like a piece of gum. Yeah, I don't like My gum. friends used to carry, what they would call it, the sex mouthwash. gum. Oh. Uh, oh, the mini mouthwash Yeah, is good, I go mini, mini mouthwash. Yeah. Personally. My friends would call it sex gum, so before they would leave the bar, everyone would be take a piece of gum so that they didn't, like, taste, like, I don't know, like, beer Whatever. and cigarettes. The <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't taste like the evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely a piece for the morning is clutch. Hmm. Um, okay. So what Heather says we oh, should put underwear. in. Oh, pair of underwear. Meant to throw that in there. 
Yeah, that's a cl- fresh pair, like a thong. Yeah. That's small. You could throw a thong in. Yeah, that's a good move. Sorry, that Continue. no, that is a good move. I didn't think of that. I was like, yeah. yeah, the thong's easy. That can fit in it. Most pl- bags. Yeah, dude, you'd be surprised. It's how easy it is to get BV if you don't do that. Like if you're stuck at a dude's apartment the next day for too long and you don't have clean underwear, you gotta like pop in a shower ASAP, Rocky, yeah. when you get home. Anyways, Heather says, "What to pack in your hoe kit? Condoms, anal ease." A phone charger, money for a cab, single-use toothbrush, a pocket rocket vibrator, clean thong, which agrees with you there. Oh, okay. All right. Baby wipes. That's a face wipe. Yeah, so. <clears throat> and the finale. A mini flashlight to check for STDs. Stop. <laughs> that's ridiculous. So, okay. The flashlight also came up on last week's episode. Yeah, that's so funny. Julio. This came out last year. Yeah. This woman read this book? Maybe. What can you see with a flashlight? This also is clearly like not an LED light. This is a mini flashlight. Like one you would put in your car. Unless there's bumps, you're not seeing anything. No. And it doesn't come up for the next like couple days. So like if she means to check yourself, there won't be anything in- immediately. That's definitely to check someone else. You're going to. For sure. Inspect a dude. She's psycho enough she would inspect a yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, the vibrator seems like a lot to me. I don't want that in my purse. No. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you like went to go pull out your wallet or something and like hit your vibrator and it like turned on and fell out yeah like what i would just be, be like, like i would just throw it away floor, yeah. like, i don't know how that got in there yeah. oh it's not mine what a I, prank i hate when i take my roommate's purse yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like my roommate that prankster yeah. she's so funny dude i felt uncomfortable like not uncomfortable but like i remember getting lube out of my bag that i brought somewhere because I was yeah. dating someone to try it. Yeah. And then like, as upon doing it, I was like, oh, maybe this was something I should have just saved for when you came over. It does like feel it, weird to carry things. It felt odd know? to carry it there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've even done, um, like when I'm now staying over at Space Jams, or like I know that I'm going to end up there. I bring like, I the last time like I threw like a little pair of um like those like Sophie shorts and a t-shirt. Right. That, yeah. And I brought like a bigger bag and just like zipped it in the pocket and no one could see. But I was like, again, I was like, I have a whole outfit in my bag. Like I feel weird. And then, I, but then I fucked up and I was like, I didn't bring shoes. So I couldn't even wear it home because I Hilarious. wore heels out. And I was like, I'm going to look like moron putting on heels. <laughs> that's fine. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's oof. You know what? I hate to say this, but if I'm consistently sleeping over at a dude's place, I will often start really dressing down more because you're almost planning for the next day. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, I would wear this snakeskin print skirt. However, I'm not going to wear it uh, Sunday at the supermarket right. with him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. weird lines like that. Well, I mean, we're also getting more into obviously colder weather and things are shutting down more again mm-hmm. so like our hangouts are gradually just like a lot more chill so i'm like yeah i'm gonna wear my air maxes yeah <laughs> not my heels do it so i mean also dudes are a fan of like good sneakers they are you know th- a, a good guy respects a good sneaker or a good yeah. shoe in general really no matter what your shoe, shoe is because mm-hmm. i've had like boots that are just like plain boot but it's mm-hmm. nice yeah that they'll notice i'll be like Oh, those are nice boots. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> okay. So this other rule that she has, I'm kind of on the fence with. It's rule number 26. Men love the challenge of a taken woman. Have you ever heard this before? No. 
I think there's something to other men are interested in you, but officially off the market, I haven't found dudes that will make a move. Mm-hmm. I've found the opposite of when dudes are off the market, they will suddenly admit to you that they always had a thing for you. Oh, I've had that. Like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my girlfriend makes fun of me or something. Like I've had that. Someone's like, my mm-hmm. girlfriend makes fun of me because um, I used to have a thing for you. And I'm like, well, I was single the whole time. So why are we, why are we telling me this now? That's bizarre. That's Did so weird. Like I'm like, you? what do you want me to do with that info? Oh my God. Like you're taken. I'm not, what do you think I'm going to make a move now? Yeah. No. That's weird. It's also frustrating when you're like, I've been single. So like part of me almost feels like, okay, if I was someone that was always in a relationship, are those dudes more likely to make moves when you're not in the relationship anymore? Because they're almost like, oh, she's going to get in another one quickly. Maybe. Because if you're always single girl, I'm like, are they just like, oh, you know, I could take my time. Or like, oh, I'm not Maybe. ready yet. Or I don't, I don't know what excuse they're giving to themselves. Maybe. But like, you know how some people are always in a relationship? I'm like, I almost think it's the whole time they're in that relationship. Any dude that's interested is just like locking that info for like, okay, when she's single, I'm going to make a move. Oh, that's really interesting. I think there might be something to that because, I mean, I haven't had anything like that. Of someone being like, I used to have a thing for you? No. I mean, the just the most ridiculous one is my grad school ex who, when he okay. was engaged, told me, you know, I've always liked you and Ugh. you should come to my wedding. Like, I think he was just insane and, you know, an outlier in the data collection. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no. But I do wonder, like, if you're always available... I think that could just be a bit of human behavior of like, well, I can do this anytime. Yeah. Or I've had guys that I knew in real life ask me out when they heard me say that I had a date. Either like I just went on one or I had one coming up. Like Ex Benedict, that's when he made a move. Was he was like, oh, do you have going on tonight? And I was like, I'm supposed to go on this date and really want to go on. And then he was like, skip it. Let's hang out. And I was like, you trying to ask me out? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'm not canceling this date, but ask me out. Like, a real person yeah (laughs) put you on my calendar right but it was something that we were like kind of starting to just talk as friends Mm -hmm. that then suddenly that's when the move came in so was that the move to just like be telling guys you can't hang out and you have a date i don't know maybe hmm well because there is something to people have said when you start seeing someone don't say yes to everything or like don't change your plans but like also leave kind of an air of mystery you know like even if you do have a plan with your girlfriends on like a friday night and he asks you out be like hey sorry i can't i have plans and leave it at that because you want to make them wonder okay so i think there is a little something to it yeah or maybe it's the same thing of just oh she's going on a date what if this dude scoops her right if they're just slightly interested so maybe it does make them hustle more i don't know hmm we have a guest coming up um I'm not going to say who because I don't know when we're going to get her, but we've got her and she's always in relationships. Okay. Then I'm always amazed of like, how do you go to the next one? Because she's not the type to like hook up with someone right away. Oh. So I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem like you just like get rebounds that then turn into relationships like these other dudes are asking you out. But it's like, you know, if you see someone for like three years, it's like, okay, that's three years of like people meeting you knowing you're off the market. Right. That like, okay, in those three years, Say there's just one dude every year that you're there was intrigued by you. That's not that many. But then suddenly if you break up and you hear from three dudes, it feels like a lot. That's true. They're all gonna swarm. I don't wow. Know. I don't know what the move is. I've just I've been the person where you're like, you suddenly stop seeing people on someone's Instagram and you're like, Did they break up? Mm, yeah. And you're like, mm, mm. Like you don't know? Yeah. And you're kinda in that waiting game, like you're waiting for the signal of like they are clearly single. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe slide in the DM a little bit. I don't know. But I've never had I've I've never had a guy hit on me knowing I was in like seeing somebody. 
No, because I feel like dudes have a little bit of a code too. You know, like, I don't... It's like, I mean, women break this rule and men break this rule. So it's like, it's up to... That is always up to the person that's getting hit on. If you're not going to disclose, you're in a relationship. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, I will... I will say I recently had an opposite version of this experience. Okay. So, um... God, like two weeks ago now when this comes out, um, I posted a photo of um space jam and i on my instagram story oh yes i saw that very cute very cute thank you at the guacamole yes um and Shrugman had been like watching my stories mm-hmm. religiously until that one and like he saw that one he saw that one okay and like he had been watching everything and then you know how you do you ever feel like men can also like smell out when there's another dude around yeah of course and he he's got six senses he can smell when there's another dude around that's when he always kind of like pops up and i'm like how do you know um and so for the like few like weeks he hadn't really like missed a thing and then all of a sudden he just like stopped watching it this story i was just completely gone just gone on you know the algorithm you're, you're up there so he is my he is my top watch like yeah. when he watches my stories he comes up as number one i'm like what is happening he's muted yeah and so i'm like ah your girl got muted got, girl muted. got muted yes interesting so yeah. still to this day hasn't watched one lick he watched one thing so i'm like i think he did a check back in one thing in like two weeks when you were watching mm. everything religiously yeah I'm like no, that's, that's suspicious yeah that's suspicious and he doesn't follow that many people yeah, because I'm like, even when I have times I don't check my phone often and I'm not on Instagram a lot, there's like four or five people that I'm like, oh, their stories I always seem to see because they're just top in your queue. Right, right, right. Damn. And like, I post enough that like the yeah. people who watch my stuff, I'm top in their algorithm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Ooh. Interesting. It's intriguing. Yeah. But I'm also like. I told you to ask me out. <laughs> <laughs> I made it very clear. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same thing. You're like, I was available. Yeah. So, like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Or even the, like, you know, not available. Like, it's not like you're needy and hitting them up all the time. But you're like, I was single. Like, you yeah. knew I was single. Right. So, why? Where was the waiting of making a move? Right. That's like, right now, it's getting cold again. Things are locking down again. People are starting to hear from people from the past. Mm-hmm. I had, like, two matches on online things, like, re, like, appear in the convo. Oh. And I'm like, oh, you're looking through your matches. Yeah. Like, who have I matched with? Yeah. Who was talking to me a little bit that I didn't meet, you know. <laughs> Who gave me attention. My last chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Heather says about this. She has a friend. It's always her friend. Uh, this bitch was realizing that men would give her more attention when they thought she was taken. And she was single. So she went and bought herself a two carat diamond engagement Oh, damn. Like, I was going to say engagement taken or other level taken. She's saying engagement taken, which that feels gross on, like, a lot of levels. Yeah. That feels like bad karma. Right? Bad karma. Well, bites the girl in the ass because she does hook a dude with the ring. And essentially, she's at, like, a hotel bar and starts talking to a a dude and is like, oh, uh, you know, like, my husband or my fiance is away on a business trip. Um I really don't like to sleep alone. Like really just like needy wow, stuff. Really yeah. putting on thick. Puts it on thick. And the poor bastard goes home with her. And 
makes the mistake or like she goes home with this guy and this obviously this girl is crazy because in addition to buying a few thousand dollar diamond ring to hook dudes and saying she's engaged she then asks the man if he wants to spend the entire weekend together after a one night stand which is bizarre and weirdly the guy says yes like a weekend affair okay yeah but he also then like asks he's like well what about like your fiance and she's like oh like i actually heard he's coming home later um he'll be back tomorrow and then the next day the dumb bitch forgot she told this lie and like just forgot about the ring and so then gets like all tripped up and eventually has to go home and so then she was like well start telling herself she's like what if i tell the truth and so then so she goes on to say over the next few weeks she just couldn't help herself she called and she texted him on a daily basis even though he rarely responded desperately she decided to come clean hoping the reason he wasn't interested was because he was feeling guilty carrying on with a married woman Okay, so hoping he wasn't interested because he was feeling guilty about carrying on with a married woman. Okay. And when she finally got him on the phone, she asked him, what if I wasn't married? And his answer was, what if you never called me again? (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, honey, it don't matter if you're married or not. Stop talking to me. Get out of my life. Delete my number. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, imagine using that line, getting rejected. That one hurts. Like, what if I was single? They're like, I was just being polite, lady. I you seem to be having a bad night. I just called you pretty. To up your yeah. spirits. <laughs> like, I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, what? Are you saying you're going to leave your husband for me? Because cause that's like the better alternative than like, hey, I had this whole ruse to just hook anyone who would say yes to yeah, me in what a if bar. I wasn't married? Yeah. Oh, like, God. what? This sounds horrible. That just sounds like terrible karma yeah right yeah no and like now what do you do with this ring <laughs> uh, you could make it into a necklace uh, you could do something with it yeah <laughs> you could sell it secondhand diamonds don't go down in value you know what i mean that's true that's true but like a two carat ring baby that's 20 that's grand a, yeah that is not that's a not cheap ring Mm-mm. she didn't want people to miss it on her finger no she did not <laughs> no she did not it's a fat rock if anything i would get a small diamond almost to be like could you do better than this <laughs> right like, yes i could <laughs> Come on with me. <laughs> I'll show you the world. <laughs> you know? Like a two carrots like, oh that that dude, I he'll hire a hitman. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh he he's got money to sue me if this goes bad. Right? Yeah. It does make sense that he would be on a business trip though if he's buying a rock that big. You Whatever. Know? Like he's got a good job. That wouldn't work in these times. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where's your husband? He's traveling. No one can travel. Well, <laughs> he's traveling. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, he's left you. Um, she also has another upsetting depraved fact on this one. Oh God. She says 50% of marriages end in divorce. The other 50% stay together because they are fucking someone else. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's not true at all. No, definitely not. Like has this woman ever been married? I honestly, maybe, and maybe she was cheated on or like something awful happened to her because, like, because she is broken. Yeah, I'm like, most married couples aren't having sex. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, most people who have been together a while, they will tell you, like, that is the key to a good relationship. Yeah. You know? Or they're like, look, it goes down in frequency. 
Yeah. But they're like, yeah, it still happens. And to like set time for it. Yeah. Like Mike Cannon. We talked all, all about that in the episode with him. He's yeah. married. Exactly. He's like, yeah. Sometimes you just got to get some numbers in. But you know. Well, it's also just like to me to say that everyone is cheating on people. Like, no, cheating yeah. isn't, shouldn't be normalized. Why are you normalizing cheating and stigmatizing herpes? Like, why is that the world that we live in? I don't know. There's just a lot wrong with this book. But I feel like there are people who read that and are they're going to know that it's like aggressive and to be out there. Right. But like I, I do in a lot of ways think that cheating is more normalized than something like herpes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be more common of like yeah. you've been cheated on or cheated once or. <laughs> and there's not as much there's no shame around it on either side uh, like i mean i feel like there is a little bit of shame but it's not it's not someone shaming you right per se and like if you cheated people will always come up with a reason to to try and like make it okay i feel like yeah you know like but m- way more often like if you tell someone you have herpes you're gonna be the person who was wrong you know like yeah i'm considered yeah. the bad one right which is stupid right stupid you normally Uh, or this is fucked up right um a lot of times when you ask someone have you ever been cheated on they go no and then they immediately go well not to my knowledge right and it's like yeah that's kind of creepy that that's technically everybody that says no yeah that we we almost admit without anyone prying like well i mean i guess i could have been but i have no idea yeah have you ever been cheated on not that i know of (laughs) I was like, I, I, I think for sure, no, if you count people that are official relationships. Yeah. I was once, but I didn't find out until three years later. That's that's usually what happens. People yeah. find out way later. Like, I... Yeah. But you technically never know. Like, that's the whole part of trust in a relationship. You don't know how the person behaves when you're not there. Right. Because you should be able to go on the road and do your job. <laughs> yeah. I should. <laughs> I know that's the hardest part about all this is like, I've never had this much time to date yet. It is the worst time to just be like, let me just meet up with this stranger. Right. And talk for an hour. You know what I mean? Just yeah. in terms of safety. It's like technically every time you're around a new person, you're putting yourself at risk because they've right. been around how many number of people they've been around. Right. And so even like if you're having a small circle and you're all being super safe, it's like, well, what are you can get it at the grocery store. So. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just going to, get even harder for these next couple of months after the holidays too so i'd be really curious to know like how people are going out on dates if anyone has unique stuff to do because even as someone who's been seeing someone for a bit like i don't really know uh, what to do together anymore yeah are you gonna eat indoors are you against eating indoors i'm uh, i'm pretty against eating indoors yeah um especially in new york city um everything is just so small and so old like there's not updated ventilation systems in places like there's not a good way to stay six feet from people realistically yeah there's not but i'm like i wouldn't shut on people that do because it's kind of this like what else is there to do or especially if you're someone that's like trying to date and you want to meet somebody and you don't want to go to their apartment yeah what do you do then do you walk around a you know museum with a mask on i don't the whole time i don't know I don't know. I do. I think it's really unsafe. Like I, if, if you can go somewhere and you know, you can be spread out. I respect that. Like I might be in a situation where I have to do an indoor dining thing for work. Um, and I would typically not go because it's so close to Thanksgiving, but I'm getting a COVID test before I go home anyways. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know I'm 
either going to be fine or I'm not going to be fine and I'm going to know yeah. and I won't go home. So like, I think if you're putting yourself in situations that you feel like are risky, just take the precautions. Like insurance covers all that stuff. Check the box, know that you're fine and be able to go on with your life. Like mm-hmm. it's an extra step and it's annoying, but you're going to feel better in the end. Yeah. I just, I'm not trying to judge, you know, cause I'm like, well, obviously both of us went through, you know, the first half of lo- whatever. There's probably not going to be another lockdown or stuff shutting down. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, we went through those months being single and it's tough. Mm-hmm. Granted, there are people we know in relationships that they're like, this was also very tough. But a lot of times they're still like, yeah, going through it like fully alone and not having like any like intimacy interactions. It's yeah. Fair. Like they were like, I do think that's tougher than me fighting with my boyfriend a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I just, I remember I definitely like felt the dry spell so hard. Do you feel it way more? Cause there's yeah. nothing to do. Right. And then you're just like thinking about it. But that's why we didn't feel it this summer. Cause it was like, oh, we could sit outside and see some friends and be social and have a good time. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when people aren't meeting up though, like I cannot tell you the number of conversations I've had with people of them being like seven months, <laughs> seven months. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, true. Yeah. I've, like people go through dry spells. That's a normal thing. Right. Uh-huh. Especially as you get older, like it's not college anymore. You're not just around people. You're going to fuck like every 30 seconds. Yeah. But I feel like it's just people are feeling it so much more because you're really thinking about how you can't do it or you can't do it as safely as you would like to you know like yeah so many people have their own rules about things and mm-hmm. you know wouldn't be as free typically as they would like to be so i feel like that just naturally puts a lot more pressure and anxiety around it it does it's <laughs> like i've been i've just been very busy that i haven't felt it mm-hmm. and now that it's like getting colder i'm like oh uh, you're gonna you're gonna hit a horny wall in a minute like, <laughs> horny like, wall or whatever it's gonna yeah. like i'm just like it's i'm like bracing myself for when that happens again we're like son of a bitch yeah but yeah that's gonna be tough i mean i think i have one lockdown but we'll see still not yeah i don't have a lockdown but mr clean's still around still around so it's like all right i like him all right he's fun he's a good time yeah um yeah if you want to hear more about this uh, personal life stuff uh join our patreon patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot because uh i mean that's it we got for today yeah that's it baby this this book has been a ride i'm sure we're gonna pick out some more chapters from it at some point oh god (laughs) she seems like a mess we gotta track down the author yeah we do it really was just a man being like let me see if women just start being mean from this book (laughs) um but yeah guys as always uh follow us on instagram at sparica and i'm at the guaca underscore molly and we'll see you next week bye bye